video game news and video game music. This is Progress Bar. Welcome to the show. My name is Anthony Shelton. You are listening to Progress Bar. My DJ console confused me. It's not showing that I'm streaming, but apparently I am streaming, so hopefully you can hear me. I also have to apologize. My throat is hurting really, really bad right now, and so I can't bring the same energy that I typically do, but I didn't want to cancel the show because I can't do a show tomorrow, so... I'm just pushing through it, pardon all the phlegm in my throat, you know, when you're, you know, dealing with throat issues, you know how it goes, your throat starts producing more phlegm and stuff, so, pardon if I have to clear my throat quite a bit. If you're in the chat, or if you're listening live, come on in, join the chat, Zoro's already in there, join him, you can contact me at progress bar show on twitter or at sir kibble 2 on twitter you could also contact me by email anthony at progress and we also got songs from brandon strader sonic picnic and austin wintery so stay tuned for those I think it's really important to ask why. You have to ask why sometimes. Kids are really great at asking why. They ask why about everything. Well, why do you do that? Well, why is it this way? And it's not even that. It's just why. Well, because, you know, it's this way. Well, why? Uh, And it really makes you think. But see, kids aren't doing it because they're skeptical. Kids are doing it just because they're curious. They don't know anything. They don't know that they don't know anything, but they don't know anything. So they just keep asking why. And it's a great question. Why is the one of the best questions, if not the best question, to ask all the time? Adults, we don't ask why as much. We get bogged down with different things. Our minds get consumed with a lot of different things. So sometimes we just don't want to think about stuff. That's why we have such a hard time answering why when kids ask ask us why. Because we don't have the time to think. We're thinking about other things. We're driving. Me as an entrepreneur, I'm thinking about this radio show. I'm thinking about my wife. I'm thinking about our budget. I'm thinking about what I have to do at work the next day. Thinking about the game I have to play. Yeah, I don't have time to think about why all the time. Unless it's directly related to my radio show, then I need to ask why. Part of my job is to ask why. So I need to ask why. But when adults ask why, we ask because we're skeptical. We've seen the world. We've seen how the world can treat us. So we need to ask why. Why is this this way? Why is health care this way why why are you charging me so much 
Why this? Why that? Why, why, why? But it's all done in this skeptical type of asking. And so when I think about Activision delaying Tony Hawk 5 on the 360 and PS3, I have to ask, why? Why is Activision delaying Tony Hawk 5 on the Xbox 360 and PS3? Now you might say, well, we saw how it came out on the PS4 and Xbox One. Why not delay it? And that's exactly my point. Why would you delay it? Just cancel the dang thing. We saw how it looked on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Why in the world would you even try to continue this nonsense on the 360 and the PS3? Why would you do that? Is Activision that desperate for money? I mean, there was a report that came out today that they're starting their own esports division for all their games. Clearly they got money. Clearly they're going to make money from that. Why does Tony Hawk 5 on the Xbox 360 and PS3 matter even a little bit? The game was trash. They had to have seen all the reviews critically panning the game. Because it is terrible. You heard what I had to say about it. If you didn't, go back. I trashed the game because it is trash. You throw garbage away. You don't serve garbage to people. So they delay the game. No, just cancel the thing. Perhaps, perhaps, that's what they're doing. Perhaps they're just saying they're delaying it. Maybe for that moment where, hey, you know, we could probably release the game. But I imagine, nah, they're not delaying it. Well, I imagine... They're just delaying it, but I would hope that they cancel it. There's nothing redeeming about Tony Hawk 5. There's no reason to put it out on the shelves for last generation. It sucked on this generation. It's going to suck on the last generation consoles. Azura says, why is a crooked question? Is a crooked letter and can't be made straight. <laughs> yes, but the question why is an amazing question. Just take the loss, Activision. Just, just, just take the loss. Don't even try to make money off of it. You guys, let a game come out that sucked. That's your problem. You're on a bad track record right now. The only consistent, decent thing is Call of Duty and Skylanders. That's all you got going for yourself right now. Destiny, not a great game. A lot of people play it. You got your money, good for you. But Destiny, not a great game. Taken King made improvements. That's good. Tony Hawk 5, not going to share the same story. So just, just just don't even delay it. Just cancel the thing. I will say, though, that the only redeeming quality about the 360 or the PS3 version is the fact that it doesn't have that quote-unquote seamless, seamless multiplayer that the PS4 and the Xbox One had. It wasn't going to be in there in the first place. But you know what? That's probably a good thing at this point. Why? Because there won't be any loading screens. There won't be any of that ridiculous online crap. Maybe you could just start a start a, a, a mission and just do it without having to load in anything because there's no online function to deal with. Maybe. I don't know. But I'm saying... 
that might be the only redeeming quality about Tony Hawk 5 on the PS3 and Xbox 360. Other than that, just cancel the dang game. The song is Temporal Duality, Final Fever JP. It's by Brandon Strader. That is on the Temporal Duality Sonic CD Remix album you can find at OC Remix. And it's free. You're listening to Progress Bar.
That is Temporal Duality. That's by Brandon Strader. It's off of the Temporal Duality Sonic CD Remix album on OC Remix. And you can download it for free. I think it's a two-disc album. It's good stuff. Answer this for me. Got another question for you. What will it take for game reviewers to get trust back from readers? There was a tweet that was put out by Susan Arendt, who is a editor at GamesRadar Plus. And she tweeted out a Imgur, I don't even know how to say that, the Reddit picture website, Imgur, 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 I don't, I don't know how to say it. I've never heard it said <laughs> in actual speech. But there was a quote. It had uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate as the picture. And the comment above it said, Attention all gamers. Big sites are probably getting paid by Ubisoft on this one. Don't fall for it. Wait a couple of weeks for the legit ones by small YouTubers. And it kind of frustrated me. Not because there hasn't been any problems with big publications and the reviews that have come out of them, but to think that this is some widespread collusion type of problem irritates me. Because it's it's under the impression that everybody who goes to work for GameSpot, Polygon, IGN, Game Informer, they're all just paid off. All of them. I wish that the games industry would just blow the door open on how this whole thing works. Kind of like the sports industry has. Like at this point, ESPN, Fox, Bleacher Report, all these big websites, it's all out in the open. It's a known thing that the NFL pretty much controls everything. Not because ESPN necessarily just lets the NFL cuz they you know they still expose stuff. I mean, stuff was exposed yesterday with NCAA men's basketball, Rick Pitino stuff coming out about the Louisville basketball program. You know, so stuff still comes out. Bad blood is still aired out publicly. But let's be real. The NFL controls how the media works. Information that should come out doesn't always come out. Why? Because the NFL controls it. Certain sound bites that come out. If you know about the Cam Newton situation with the referee, uh, Ed Hockley, you understand. Well, the NFL is the one who releases the sound. Some mic picked it up. If the mic could pick up these random crowd noises, a mic picked up what Ed Hockley said to Cam Newton. But, it's the NFL who has the authority to release that sound. They haven't released the sound. Therefore, ESPN can't really cover the story the way they need to. And then you think about how sports is done in general. ESPN, Fox, these stations air football games, basketball games on their channel. The same channel where they talk about different issues going on in the industry. You think 
program directors and editor-in-chiefs are thinking about what ways to get viewers to watch and to get more people to pay attention to the games because the games is where they make their big money. But they can also make big money by talking about topics dealing with the game of that day. You think there's no any kind of conflict of interest involved with that? Of course there is. Absolutely. This is how the games industry works as well. It's not like we're in collusion with Ubisoft and EA and Activision, Nintendo, anybody else you can name. No, it's just the reality is, look, the publishers control the games industry. That's just how it is. We can't get information unless the publishers and developers decide they want to give out that information. Same way the sports industry works. That's the reality of the situation. Nobody's just straight up just like taking money. Do you know how much work it would have to be to cover up the fact that IGN, GameSpot, Polygon, Game Informer, Destructoid, Video Gamer, GamesRadar Plus, you name a website, you name a big website, you know how hard it would be to collude every single website giving a a high review score because they're all being paid off by Ubisoft? You know how ridiculous that is? That's absolutely stupid. So why can't a game get a high score? Oh, big publications. They just need to start giving out low scores. That'll prove to us that they're not getting paid. Yeah, but what happens when small YouTuber gives the game a high score? Then what? Then it justifies the score that GameSpot gave? GameSpot gave Assassin's Creed Syndicate a 9. I admit, I was a little shocked when I saw that. I was like, a 9? Dear Lord. Really? I haven't read the review. Alexa Ray Korea wrote it. I haven't read the review yet. But I'm like, okay. I mean, it looked like it was going to be better based on what the publishers put out. Mind you, marketing materials. It looked like they were taking lessons from Unity and applying them to Syndicate. Okay, good. It seems like, judging by all the critical reviews out right now, it would be better. But I haven't played the game for myself. I don't know. Mind you, the guy who wrote this, uh, who put that image with the comment, they also posted two reviews, one by The Telegraph and one by Video Gamer. Telegraph gave the game a 2 out of 5, Video Gamer gave it a 5 out of 10. All of a sudden, those are the only legitimate big website reviews because they gave it a low score just because it's Assassin's Creed Syndicate? You gotta be out of your freaking mind. I'm still shocked that people still think like this. Like every big AAA game that comes out gets paid for. Paid reviews. I will say I think part of the problem is that the entire 10 scale doesn't get used. I will say that's probably a part of the problem. You know, when a game... Might be a little lower than a four. I don't know. Doesn't get that. I mean, games typically don't fall in that three, four, five, six scale. But, I mean, you rarely see a one. You rarely see a two. You might see a three or four or five. Then you get into the six and sevens. Those are a little bit more 
eights and nines, you know, about the same. So pretty much, you know, it's the five through ten scale. Which, if you think about a dunk contest, you know, that just looks better. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> scored five through ten. That's kind of how it works. But I mean, you look at Metacritic, the score on Syndicate. As of right now, not all the scores have been aggregated yet. IGNs hasn't been added. Polygons hasn't been added. Destructoid hasn't been added. It's standing right now at a 78. Alright. That's pretty average. Telegraph gave it a 2 out of 5, which translates to 40 on Metacritic. GameSpot gave it a 9. Two different perspectives. In fact... That's usually a good sign. When there's very disparaging reviews, that's good. That helps you figure out much, much better. It's one of those polarizing type of games. Then I think about, okay, can a AAA game actually be good? <laughs> Like, are we just in this, oh, AAA games are all the same, they release every year, like, but that, can it not be good? Oh, Call of Duty always gets an 8 or 7 or 9 or whatever. It's like, yeah, because Call of Duty traditionally and as usual is a pretty solid game. Oh, but I, I hate it. Oh, it's the same thing, it just, it rubs me the wrong way. Okay, then if you, when you write a review, you can give your game a lower score. But you have to be able to justify that in what you write, or in what you post in your video. Okay, we can't just look at the scores and go, ah, okay, yeah, whatever, it's got a 7. Yeah, but look at what's actually written. That's the most important part. Read. Read the dang reviews. Am I grumpy today? I feel a little grumpy, maybe. <laughs> maybe it's because I'm not feeling well. But uh, uh, but for real, read the reviews. Understand the score behind it. I mean, if 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 publications, big publications, actually start scoring games lower, like is that going to solve your problem? Is that going to make you trust them anymore? Let's give Assassin's Creed Syndicate a two. Let's just give it a four or five. Why? Because it's Assassin's. It's the same crap every year. That's why. Have you played the game? No, but I just know it's going to be the same crap. I looked at the marketing materials. The same crap. Play the game. And just as a little interesting thing about it, Daniel Dwyer put out a tweet about Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Granted, he also works for GameSpot, the same site that reviewed and gave it a 9 by Alexa Ray Korea. He said, It's not a bad game whatsoever. It's better than Unity, but I found it to be in no way remarkable. So move expectations accordingly. That's a that's a differing opinion than the one who actually reviewed the game. Fancy that. You know, if if they actually got a paid for review, everybody would have to be on the same page and saying, "No, Assassin's Creed is definitely deserving of that 9." What Daniel Dwyer just said doesn't sound like a nine type of comment. Paid for review. Okay. Whatever. Oh, it's just a little frustrating. El Zorro says six and below doesn't mean average and below average. They're varying 
They have varying degrees of broken. You said before that the problem is that the 10 scale is broken. I don't know if it's broken more than we just don't use all of it. I think that's the bigger problem. We just don't use the full 10 scale. I think about Kill Screen, if you if you know them. They don't necessarily review games based on gameplay. They kind of review games based on their cultural impact, how a person reacts to them personally, etc., etc. It's more, I guess, heady type of reviews, but still. They don't score 8s and 9s and 10s very often. They actually stick around the 4 to the 6 area. And one of the articles that they've written for the review policies, why you know, why don't you score your games higher? Well, it's because they they're a lot more critical of the game. They want to use the full 10 point scale. A 10 really has to earn it. 9 has to be earned. An 8, you know, 8 through 10 can be a game of the year game. It's not going to be perfect. A seven can might be even be considered game of the year, you know. But they use the full scale as much as possible. But when you really think about it, most games aren't really falling into a one, two, or three. I mean, that's just the reality. And most big AAA games aren't really going to fall in three, four, and five. They're usually well built. They're functional. They do a good job. Is it the most groundbreaking nonsense ever? No. But that doesn't make it trash just because it was kind of the same as the last one. There's a lot that goes into what makes a game a game. And when you're factoring those things in and factoring how it makes you feel, there's legitimacy to that. Mario Kart 64, my second favorite Mario Kart game after Mario Kart DS. That's my favorite one. Mario Kart 64 is buggy as frick. The AI in that game is awful. But guess what? I still have a great time playing Mario Kart 64. The tracks are fun. I love the driving. It takes a bit of skill. Uh, I, I love snaking in Mario Kart DS, but I actually like the fact that you can't snake, or it's harder to snake in Mario Kart 64. Battle arenas are fun. Items, I think, are well-balanced. I think it's a fantastic game. AI is broken. Yes, it is. GameSpot, I think, gave it at the time a 6. You know what I would give it? I would give it an 8. Why? Because the AI just didn't bother me. All of this stuff is so subjective. Get over it. Objectively, yes, the AI is broken. I can admit that. But it didn't affect the fun that I had with the game. So at some point, you know, we could get out conspiracy theory mode. And understand, not every freaking AAA game is paid for. There's a lot of work going into making sure that a review is paid for and it looks great and sales come out of it. But, at the same time, the publishers, they do run everything. And they're going to put out information the way they want to put out information. There is a scratch your back, scratch my back type of thing going on. But when it comes to reviews, hey, most of the time, games just don't really suck that much. But if you want to be harsh about them, go for it. 
Just make sure you're being fair while you're doing it. This song is Bottomless by Sonic Picnic. You can find it on the Toki Tori 2 original soundtrack, which is available on Bandcamp. You're listening to Progress Bar.
That is Bottomless by Sonic Picnic. Smooth listening. You can find that on Tokitori 2, original soundtrack, which is available on Bandcamp. This next song is called Liquidity by Austin Wintry. It's on the Monaco What's Yours Is Mine original soundtrack. Available on Bandcamp. You're listening to Progress Bar. That's by Austin Wintery. It's on the Monaco What's Yours Is Mine original soundtrack, which is available on Bandcamp. That will do it for today's show. Thanks for listening. As usual, I am very appreciative. Hopefully I had enough energy for you. throat really hurts but got through thanks for sticking it out with me 
Won't be a show tomorrow because I have to meet with my broadcasting mentor. Probably ask him about this throat problem. How do you get around it? Anyway. So, come back next week on Monday. We look forward to talking with you then. Talk about the weekend news, of course. Remember, you can contact me on Twitter at SirKibble2 or at Progress Bar Show. You can contact me by email, Anthony at ProgressBarRadio.com. Also, dig that. Thanks for joining the chat. Talk to you next week. Later.